Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Flash on Target. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Arrow on Target. We are your hosts. <laughs> you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. Threw you off with my weird pause there. I'm sorry. That's right. Um, so we are back. We have to say this on this podcast as well. We uh, this is the first um, first one back since the mid season break. Mid season break. Yep. We, this is a week late for this one. Yep. Because we were running races in Florida, and then you were running races in California, and uh, we uh, you ran the Star Wars marathon. I ran. We just ran some Disney marathons. Yep, we both we both did a bunch. We showed off the medals uh, that we run won at the uh, or, or didn't win, but we like their their uh, finisher medals. So yes. I guess we did win them by finishing. Yes. Um, we got at the respective uh, races. We showed that off on the uh, Arrow on Target. Um, on which episode was that? I don't remember. It was the the, the, the first one back. The first one back. So uh, so, so yeah, three three point ten. Three point ten. Um, yeah, so this episode of Flash was awesome. Yes. Um, it was, it was a return to one of my favorite characters, not only in this show so far, but in comics just overall. Captain uh, Cold? Captain Cold. Really? I love Captain Cold, dude. Uh, Leonard Snart is amazing. I really enjoy that. And I, I honestly, like, the Flash has some of the coolest bad guys, um, that end up in the, uh, in the rogues that are just, just so cool, dude. Yeah. So we saw him take on Captain Cold, and what was the other guy's name? Oh, I, it's oh man, Professor Hot. It's so late. I don't know. <laughs> heat Wave. Heat Wave. That's right. Yeah, the Heat Wave. <laughs> uh, and yeah, which we did not have whenever we were running the races in Florida. No, we did not. It was uh, definitely a cold snap. It was a cold snap. It was uh, cold was it with, with, with wind chill. It was below thirty. Yes, it was like twenty degrees. Could it have been a it was like captain? Twenty-seven. Captain Cold Snap. It could have been a Captain Cold Snap. So uh, this, this episode, we have uh, Captain Cold and Heat Wave. Uh, they have decided to take out the Flash. They even um, burn up a $25 million, which was stupid. Okay? Even if you're going to ignore the, the, profit, the profit you can make off the stuff, you don't, you don't burn a $25 million price tag item. Well, obviously, he had some manner of disdain for it because he was like, that thing is terrible looking or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. Still, $25 million, <laughs> that, can, that can go a long way to helping you defeat the Flash. That really could. And, and if not, go a long way to helping you defeat the Flash, but live well after you defeat the Flash. True, true. And to take over the city after you defeat the Flash. Like, Very I feel, true. Anyway, I feel like uh, Captain Cold uh, was actually pretty surprised whenever he did that. The major events for this episode... Um, we, uh, basically saw Harrison trying to convince Barry not to take these guys on. I don't really know the motivation there. Well, okay. So we, we know that there's some urgency that Harrison's like grand scheme, whatever's going on with him. Um, there is some urgency there and it's weird, uh, because like, there's like a time frame that he has that he needs Barry to go certain speed by or something like that. Like he wants him to go faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. But it, what's weird to me is like, how is that like exclusive to the training that he's doing? How can like, 
can't he do both? Right. Can't he? Because a lot of times, like within the field, he's forced to go faster than he's ever gone before. Yeah. And so it's like, wouldn't that be a good motivating factor for Harrison to use in order to get him to go faster? Is you just have to go faster, you know? Well, I so. mean, kind of, except for like we saw at the end of this episode, whenever he was like, well, the way to beat these guys is to go slow. Right. You know, which was an interesting twist. It was an interesting twist. And especially considering the fact that Harrison had been pushing him to go so fast uh, before. And then he says, hey, what if you have to go slow? Yeah. You know, I, you know, like it's just hard to figure out Harrison's motivations these days. Oh, yeah. I mean, it always has been, but even more so these days. There's a massive duality with his uh, his character, for sure. There's some things that are just we're, we just don't know yet. Yeah. Um, about his character. So, yeah. um, this episode, like it just felt right to me. Like, uh, with, with the way that captain Coldwell just kind of came onto the scene and just all of the, like the weird, like snarky lines that he would like just throw out there and the way that, that he delivers them. It's just the authenticity is for sure there. Um, something else I wanted to bring up was the relationship between, uh, Barry and Joe. This episode was just spot on. Oh yeah. I mean, it always is. And that's, yeah. that's one of the best parts about this series is their relationship and how authentic it feels. Um, you know, you had them dealing with, uh, Iris leaving yep. and they both kind of reacted in different ways, but they both dealt with it together. And that's what yeah. was important. You know, it was really cool to, to see that dynamic. Yeah. Um, something else that happened this episode, we had Cisco and I guess Harrison helping the police a little bit to, uh, to fight captain cold, Yeah, which was weird. Like there was a, there was a good element to this where I was like, okay, this is, this is nice. Uh, Cisco's speech there whenever he's in the, um, in the precinct showing yeah. them these shields where he's like, yes, I know we destroyed the city. And there's not a reason for you to trust us or whatever. That whole speech was awesome, but it seemed like it should have come from Harrison, I agree, who doesn't f- seem to feel bad about uh, about what happened, or doesn't like. I mean, maybe he feels bad about it, but it's like he's not. He should be the one that should be apologizing here to these people, not right. Cisco. So, so like, th- this is a this is kind of a indicative of a larger problem that I've kind of always had with this show in its current form is they portray star labs as this place where like hundreds of people worked, you know, like it was this really well known and world renowned lab. And now it's run literally by three people. Yeah. And like, which is entirely unrealistic. Um, well, all they do right now is help out Barry. And so I guess they're just using the money that Harrison probably had in, you know, in stores or whatever. Well, beyond that, I guess my larger point is the fact that, it doesn't. It's not be. It doesn't behave in the way that a large corporation would behave in this situation. You wouldn't. Ha- you know. You wouldn't be running. Be run by three people. You would have a public relations office. You know. You wouldn't have speeches to the police department made by basically your technical engineer. Yeah, and it's like, I I see that, but I also don't know even know if. Like, I mean, obviously it exists because they have to run it and they, you know, they're doing things there and people know that they're doing things there. So that part of it is weird. Like where you don't have anybody there. Like there's not even a front office that you can walk into like, you know, that we're and schedule an appointment with anybody, whatever. But, uh, it, what it feels like, it feels like they've downgraded to this garage operation and their garage is just this gigantic building. Um, but we don't even see much of the rest of the building. Right. Like we've seen some things in chase scenes or whatever, but a corporation or a uh, an organization that was we were you know that is 
running around, you know, with, with this many people, I feel like it should have like some cubicles somewhere or like some, some more lab space or, you know, more things that we could see right. potentially in these scenes. So, uh, cause a lot of times we are in the same, like four or five different rooms inside the big building. And I guess if maybe they've cordoned off these other areas, you wouldn't have very much other than just the five rooms that we've seen, but right. it just seems like there's, this is a big place, but there's, it seems to lack the life of, or even the emptiness of what a uh, a big corporation or a big you know lab would have after a big shutdown. Well, my my whole thing is you know like a lot of times it's been like okay, well, who's bringing all these prisoners' food? Is, you know, is you know, is Cisco down there yeah. bringing them plates of food every single day? You know, I kind of doubt it. And you know, like back to your your original point, you know, like why isn't Harrison the one making the speech? And then why do you believe this? You know, this. Like I said, he's basically your your technical engineer. Yeah. Why do you, why are you allowing him to be the mouthpiece for your corporation? Right. Yeah, and it's like, and I, maybe that's something where just Harrison is that weird guy where he just doesn't like to be in the spotlight and just doesn't want to reveal himself. I don't know. There's a lot of weird things that are going on there, um, and it's never felt natural to me um, as the big corporation or the big lab that it once was like, it never felt right. Even in the flashbacks, like it, it has felt very odd. So you're 100% on with that. Yeah. One. Kind of, I don't know, but like, you know, it still felt, it feels like it's, a, it feels like it's like, okay, if it's like Microsoft, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. And this is Bill Gates, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's just kind of what they kind of, how they kind of portray it in the flashbacks at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he would be the mouthpiece for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Someone, someone with, with, with Wells's personality, I mean, it just seems like he would be the the guy, you know. He would, and uh, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. I don't, don't know how to explain it. That was just something I wanted to throw out there. Where it's like, man, he's and Cisco the whole episode. Like even later on in the episode, he comes. He like he was the guy, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know why he was the guy there and Harrison was not, other than the fact that he invented this thing, yeah, um, himself, and he knows how to explain it. That's true. I did, don't know. And I forgot. Did he invent the? The heat wave gun too, like that was there, and he they stole it. I think I think it was just there, yeah. And and uh, Captain Cold stole it. So it was but, something completely separate, right? Because Cisco built the cold gun to stop the flash. Correct. Um, yeah, and uh, and so that was you know that's his fault, and he knows that as well. So he's trying to fix this situation. So that's yeah. that's interesting. Um, so that's another good reason for him to be the voice too, but. I don't know. It just seemed awkward to me. Yeah. Um, I really, I really liked the tech that he introduced. Oh my the, gosh. You know, the, the, the riot shields basically that block the, the cold. That was so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And, uh, I like the way that was utilized in, in the, uh, the episode. And I like the twist on it, uh, where, uh, heat wave steps up and it's like, Oh my gosh, we didn't expect this guy, right. you know? So well, we really, we haven't seen him before now. No, like, no. Or like viewers did. No. Yeah. Us as an audience, but like, you know, none of the police have. Flash hasn't. It was really funny that he picked the painting that was the hot fire and ice or whatever it yeah. was. And so it's, it's just really funny. I thought yeah. that was a, it was clever right. um, through line through the episode. Um, so the, the climax of this episode was really good. Like the, the action on it where basically they force the flash to reveal himself mm -hmm. um, to the city. So he's just been kind of this uh, urban myth right before now. Um, and so, now he's in the forefront on the news. Like we have superpowers. Like it's funny. Like we arrow is out there in the public, but it's like the difference is he doesn't have superpowers. Right. Like now superpowers exist. The world knows about them. Yeah. Maybe they knew about them before. Cause 
you know, we don't know whether or not uh, potentially superpowers may exist because of Supergirl's show. I mean, like, we don't know what that where that falls in any of the timeline of this. Right. Um, but, I mean, as far as we know, in this world, superpowers are, are not really a big thing. Even if Supergirl, like, you know, like, say she's operating right now at the same time as all of this, like... Just think about um, Clark Kent, whatever, he was a teenager trying to, like, he keeps his, the lid on yeah. all of his adventures. So, like, if, even if she is doing things, they don't know. Like, it's, it's yeah. kind of a myth, kind of like The Flash was, you know? And kind of like Amanda Waller and her gang of uh, gang of people yeah. is as well. So, I mean, like, they're pretty under the surface as well. So, yeah, I feel like you could keep it, you could keep it under wraps pretty well, even if there are uh, some uh, metahumans. right. As it is. Did you catch the uh, the Batman reference in this episode? No, I did not. What was it? Well, whenever she finds uh, <coughs> she finds first finds his geek um, survival kit yeah. or something like that. But then she also finds she says, "Hey, these might be worth some money someday, or it might be worth some money." And oh, some comic the books, and it was a Batman comic. Was it really? Yeah, that's awesome. So Batman, some like exists as a comic comics. character. Yeah, um, or and, they're just it's just like an Easter egg, you know? Right. Well, and also we have uh, you know. Obviously, like, wasn't it uh, Wayne Enterprises exists because of the newspaper That's and the true. future Wayne and Inter- stuff? Yeah, so, so it's like, there's some weird stuff. Yeah, some really weird stuff going on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with that. I don't know if they will ever bring in anything to do with Batman or anything like that, other than the side amazing. characters that they already have, like the villains and things. Right. So, It'd be super cool. I would love it, man. Even if they brought in like Nightwing or something. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah, so cool. That'd be amazing. Anywho, um, I loved the uh, that he's in the public eye. I, I didn't understand why. Um, oh, what's her name? Um, Iris. Iris came up to the crime scene. I understood that. Like, okay, she's in, like intrigued by the Flash, and she's Eddie is there, the Flash. obsessed with the Flash, and Eddie is there. But she walked up holding like an umbrella, and I was wondering if that was I important know. somehow. I don't know either because like it didn't seem like it was raining. No, and, and like I'm like, why is she the only one with an umbrella? Yeah, I didn't understand that, and I was one like I wanted it. I almost was waiting for it to pay off in some way. Yeah, like it was a setup for something, and it never did. And I was like, I don't understand <laughs> the umbrella. <laughs> But yeah, so like I, I just wanted to point that out because that was strange, and I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it was maybe it was some inside joke on the set. I agree. It was it was pretty weird. <laughs> uh, but I did love like you you see her obsession. Like she's still like even though she's not really writing regularly anymore about the Flash. Yeah. Like she is obsessed with the Flash. Yeah, and even though she kind of uh, wrote him off whenever he he went bad and beat up Eddie. You know, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and obviously Eddie has forgiven him now and, yeah. and saved his life. So it's actually cool to see, you know, like at first I thought Eddie was going to be like, oh man, he's real and we need to take him out. Yeah. He's like, see guys, he's real. And we need to, you know, that's was, what I thought. It was cool to see him actually defend him, um, save his save life. Save his life, man. Yeah. And, and then, uh, and then he was pretty proud of it, you know, like, and, and he, it wasn't whenever he was talking to Barry, you know, he's Barry said, good job. And he's like, I didn't do anything. It wasn't me. Yeah. And, uh, and so like. It's really cool to see him actually, like, kind of coming over to the audience's side and, and how Iris's we view Barry. Side, Barry. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's not crazy anymore for believing in this guy. Well, and it's also like, and she's not, you know, and he saw him as a big threat before. Right. But it was just the, this this nice shot of uh, the realization on his face whenever he saw that the destruction that the cold gun and the heat gun were causing all over, the, and they said, "We need a." move this perimeter back and he's like we can't let this spread and that moment right there was like that that shocker of like he is good for this city we do need him because there are you know 
insane, crazy villains out there who are can cause massive destruction. Yeah. And so there you have it. You know, it's like he's like, I'm I'm on board with this guy, and right. then he decides to save his life and stuff. So I really enjoyed that. I, I still don't I still don't know what Eddie's connection or or uh will be or is mm-hmm. with the you know with other things like it seems it seems suspicious they've been setting him up as this uh and hinting that he might be tied to um the reverse flash um oh. somehow oh well, yeah like whenever the reverse flash came up they made a point to for him to say right he, why didn't he touch me or why didn't he come after me or whatever and yeah then, so there's been numerous times now he's invest or uh, wait is that on this episode or is that on the other episode i watched these back to back oh it's what on this episode um, Nope, that's on the other episode. Never mind. Okay. Well, let's talk about that in the next episode. Of, uh, of <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, Flash. but I do like, you know, so I didn't really want to see just like this immediate kind of turn into, okay, now Eddie's a bad guy. You know, like it's, it's cool to actually like him yeah. for once oh, because, yeah. and actually kind of know where he stands because you never really knew where he stood before. Right. And it's cool to, to see that. And now, honestly, I kind of trust him a little bit more as a character. At least I know. You know, it's, it, it, you, do, you don't even have to agree with a character. You have to just know where they stand, and then you trust them a little bit more. You know, and so I really like um, where his character is headed and where he's at. Uh, my, yeah. my biggest question out of this episode, though, is who do you think let Captain Cold and Heat Wave out at the end? Man, uh, I do know, um, but I only know from my comics knowledge. All right. Um, he says it's his sister. And it's uh, the Golden Glider. Is, uh, he didn't say it was his sister, did yeah, he? Yeah, he did. He didn't say, hey, sis. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm he pretty did? sure he mentioned it was his he sister. He said, hey, sis. But I, at least that's who I assumed it was if he didn't say that. But okay. I, I really think that he referenced that it was his sister. Okay. Because um, he was like, who, you know, who is, or whatever. And I think he either told uh, Heatwave that it was his sister or he said, hey, sis, or something like that, you know, okay. as, as she was standing there. But it's, uh, it's, it's Golden Glider, and I'm excited. She's one of my favorite c- characters as well. I love. Um, the rogues, uh, flashes rogues, just because they're led by Captain Cold and his, you know, his odd, you know, obviously his crazy nature where he's just timing things and he's super you know, precise and all this stuff. Yeah. But then, you know, he's also got, uh, his sister, uh, golden glider. She's awesome. Just how awesome. does, I mean, how does Captain Cold even a threat anymore? If he, his gun is gone. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, that's a good question. Um, obviously, he's he's a threat enough to orchestrate some sort of a breakout, but he seems to, to think that this was all part of the plan or, like, all somehow, like, he had accounted for this somehow. So I think with him, it's a, uh, it's a long game right now that we're playing. I don't think that we've seen the last of him this season. Um, I think we'll probably be seeing him pretty quickly. So I don't know. We like to, to not deal with the same thing two episodes in a row. Um, and so we'll probably, you know, maybe wait a couple episodes and then we'll see him again. But, uh, but I'm intrigued by where he's going. I don't know what his plan is though. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have any quotes? I do have some quotes. Um, and, uh, this one is from Joe Mm. and he says, that's funny. I have these two things called eyes that are telling me that you two are not fine mm-hmm. uh, bet- about Barry and Iris's relationship, mm-hmm. which um, kind of came to a uh, an understanding this episode, which was nice yeah. that we didn't have to let this extend beyond one episode or right. beyond you know too long. You know, so it's, which is good. Yeah, it's good. It's good for the pacing of the show. 
Um, and then we have Captain Cold who says the Scarlet Speedster, which is the first time that Flash has been called that. Mm-hmm. I love that name for him. Um, or at least on the show. Um, and he says, any preference on how you die? The flame or the frost? That was a good line. I just thought it was super intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have... If you ever need me... Or this is Barry talking. Mm-hmm. He says, if you ever need me to come and eat your food, you know I'm in. Mm. To to uh, to Joe at the end, so yes. I thought that was hilarious. Yes, it was hilarious, and and so was you know going in and moving in pretty much just, just like that. <laughs> Although he didn't have very much stuff, like he just leave a his bed. He had like four like, suitcases, I think. Like I yeah, because he, he like, dropped some on the floor and he was holding two. Right, but so, still, like, I know. I mean, you would think we'd have furniture. I have and, more stuff than that. Yeah, for sure. A computer, at least. Like I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, maybe he just. I don't know. I really have no idea. He's gonna make multiple trips. He's. He may have already made multiple trips, Chris. That's true. You don't know. That's true. Well, that's it for this week. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. We uh, also have the Arrow on Target podcast, as well as our main Stay on Target podcast. Uh, You can find all that there. You can find us on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And JohnWright777. And at Stay on Target Pod. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Flash Flash on on Target. Target.